You're listening to the Minds I Like podcast, sponsored by Cador's Natural Juices and Event to Be Wellness, all natural products sourced from Grenada. CEO and founder Maxine Ferguson Dyer started her career as a stem cell scientist, working in labs and then moving into direct stem cell collections. Finally, before leaving London, England, was working for DKMS, the world's biggest stem cell donation and transplantation organization, as a medical coordinator. Now, a public health MSc student with a focus on BIPOC and LGBTQ wellness, Maxan moved to Canada, started on a journey of self-discovery wanting to team all of her expertise with her passion for educating and helping others. She wanted a business that would take an holistic approach to education. As of 2018, specializing in decolonizing sexual health, education, and wellness, becoming certified Reiki master and supporting others, healing through guided meditations, as well as other wellness practices. She also recognized the importance for education on topics such as finance, sustainability, natural, trustworthy, and environmentally friendly products. Blue Lunar Wellness is an amazing magazine, and it really encompasses minimalism, living with intention, spirituality, veganism, and other topics that make up the intersections of modern life steeped in connecting to the past through healing and trauma-informed practices. Blue Lunar Wellness. And I wanted to introduce one of my guests that I reached out to. I really admired her new newsletter, and I wanted her to talk a bit more about Blue Lunar Wellness. Mm -hmm. Hi, Maxanne. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Thank you so much for having me on today. I am overjoyed and just elated to be able to share space with you and your audience. Oh, that's amazing. And, you know, for the Minds I Like community, um, just, you know, we're focusing on highlighting health and wellness professionals Mm -hmm. um, from the BIPOC community. Mm -hmm. And I really resonated with your uh, newsletter because I felt like that's what your whole um, goal was to promote um, various aspects of health and and wellness and lifestyle. Yes. Um, just for those who haven't seen my newsletter, <laughs> I'm happy that you like it. Um, when you're like doing things in a silo, it's a bit difficult to see if people can resonate with it or not. And just to let the audience know, um, I put out a newsletter just after the spring equinox. And for those who might be connected to the seasons of change, it's a time for planting seeds ordinarily. Even if you're a beekeeper, you start to move your hive and bring them out into the sun. And I just wanted to 
plant some seeds of change within my audience. And I produced a wellness journal slash guide. And I wanted people to see that, you know, although it's been a bit of a, an interesting last year or so, that we can still make change within our lives, even if it's something that's small. And for me, we can either plant a seed within ourselves, plant a seed within somebody else, or if we have that extra, we can water the seed of change within other people and hopefully they can water the seeds of change within ourselves. And that's kind of what I was trying to convey in that newsletter. And it's a little bit of my ethos as to how I'm navigating my life at the moment. Oh, that's amazing because I really felt it was comprehensive and it really kept me engaged. And I wanted to know what interested you in getting into the health and wellness space? Um, I think I've always been drawn to this space, actually. I, when I was really little, I wanted to be a doctor. and um, But I quickly realized that I have a very sensitive um, disposition, a little bit of a crier <laughs> at sad times. And it doesn't necessarily work when you're trying to work with people and, you know, they might not be in the blessed place at that time or their family. Anyhow, I ended up working as a stem cell healthcare scientist for quite some time before I moved to Canada. And it really was an opportunity for me to be within the health setting as a scientist. I also worked in blood and transfusion as a blood and transfusion specialist. Mm. And it allowed me to be a bit more practical and logical, which is kind of what I needed at that time. And then into the wellness piece, I ended up swings and roundabouts as the world wants to make it for me because I'm a little bit stubborn in Edmonton in Canada and that was one of the most changing, life-changing I should say um, and grounding experiences I've had to date and it opened up this world of wellness um, and gave me language to be able to team the scientific healthcare into the world of wellness and as is with my business and what I do, education. That's amazing. Mm. Why do you think it was important for you to amplify the voices of Black and Indigenous communities? Mm. So when I first got to Canada, I was in Vancouver and I had gone out for the night and I wasn't aware other than through TV and very, very, very loosely through TV about Indigenous folks. In fact, actually the language that was used for Indigenous folks was highly problematic um, in terms of my learning and my exposure and wasn't true to the richness and diversity of the community. 
anyhow, I was out that night mm -hmm. and I'd heard a comment from somebody who wasn't a person of color or indigenous. And they went on this explanation tirade as to how indigenous people are, you know, more aggressive and drink more alcohol and all these types of things. And I was highly offended. I said, actually, I'm from the UK and that's the same ignorant racist comments that I've heard said about black people time and time again. And they were adamant, they were like, nope, it's different, you don't understand. I was like, I do, I very much do understand. Word for word, what you're saying is the same things that has been said about black people to me, about me, about people that I, I belong to that community. And I was just disgusted. I was absolutely disgusted. And I went on my own education as to the indigenous folks. And I didn't have the fortune of meeting any indigenous people that I could speak to. And then I ended up in Edmonton and I did a call out. I don't know if you're into manifestation or anything, but I prayed and I did a call out to the universe to bring amazing women into my life. And the universe listened and provided. And shortly after that call out, I met an amazing indigenous woman called Lana Whiskeyjack. And she was in, she is in the same field of education, which is sexual health and wellness. And she took me to full moons pipe smoking full moon ceremonies every month and mm -hmm. I cried and I spoke and I cried a lot and these women held me emotionally and verbally and physically in Wales in ways that I started to navigate my healing journey and I learned the songs of and Métis women, of the power and strength. And alongside that, I was also beautifully introduced to an amazing black woman who was a spiritual wellness leader who worked in mental health and she was having her circles. And I got to meet these amazing black women and these indigenous women. And I just, I was already a fighter for things that I thought were issues and we could do better on. And these women helped me to come back into myself and heal and open my eyes. Part of the reason why I want to amplify these voices because I know that there's something about me that people like to listen to my voice and like my storytelling. And I want to use that to give the women who don't have the opportunity to be heard, to be listened to, to be understood. I want to give them voice. I want my voice to point in their directions that when they are confident, when they are full and overflowing and ready to speak on their truths 
I've already laid way for that to happen. Absolutely. Wow. That's just, you put a lot of thought into it and I really appreciate that. Um, and it really shows in the excellence of your layout and uh, the body of work. So how do you show up um, in your space in terms of your community? Do you have a group or a team of people that you collaborate and share ideas with for your new wellness magazine? So um, I have a team. So my business um, is BIPOC led. Um, one of my team members is Cree. Another one is black and we all identify as women. And one of my beautiful team members as non-binary. Um, I, up until recently, I sat on Ribbon Rouge Foundation's board, a wonderful organization that has a a place, I should say, I wanted to say a unit, but it's not quite a place here in Edmonton and in Botswana and Nigeria. And I sat on that board for almost two years, pretty much the entirety of my time living here in Edmonton. And we work to bring um, HIV transmission down to zero. And we want to uplift the voices of black and indigenous people and so we would advocate for changes in policy and systemic issues with racism and that led to um, a kind of a sub baby being born almost which is African Caribbean black caucus that actually case manages um, high risk black youth and in um, African Caribbean identifying people who are slipping through the net that aren't getting the supports that they need. And so I was able to mm -hmm. support that and really champion for change through that organization. And um, I mean, still within the space of wellness, because I think that wellness is a whole lived experience. I also sit on the board of um, the Edmonton Permaculture Guild because I'm an avid gardener and I grow my own food. And I think that one of the ways that we as people can really flourish is connectedness. And it's also an indigenous, both African and um, native indigenous to Canada's practices to respect and honor the land and to have a sense of connectedness. And so one of the ways that I like build community or connect with communities through these avenues and, you know, when I'm invited to speak to maybe the African Caribbean Black Parliament, because um, there's a parliamentary caucus to speak on that, I do um, try to make people aware that wellness is not just a destination, it's a way of life. It's mm -hmm also part of a journey that we can all take and community does that and supporting each other in that way is personally I think fundamental fundamental to 
mental wellness to spiritual to physical and for people to feel as though they're being seen as a person as opposed to just somebody who can fulfill a service in some way or other and how do you find your team in terms of collaborating on ideas and final decisions mm. so i have um i'm a value-based business and one of the things that i noticed as i was navigating nonprofits, i'm not a nonprofit, and i don't yeah. intend to become a nonprofit. but as i was navigating nonprofits, sitting on committees and being in very interesting spaces that the values that was written on the boards, the websites, wherever they showcased them, wasn't actually in alignment with the practices that was taking place or even the people that had applied for the role, interviewed for the role and gotten the job in the place that I was connecting with. And so when I started my business, I decided that I would absolutely not tolerate not sticking by the values of the business and being value centered and one of those is transparency transparency with people that i collaborate with transparency with the team members and i invite that by role modeling it so that people can feel able to be transparent because with transparency of course the unspoken is vulnerability and sensitivity and potential for discomfort and so I try to be intentional in that transparency needs to also accommodate for those things and hold space for it. So team members, I invite them. I'm like, critique the work. I have beautiful team members. I didn't do the re normal recruitment process. I actually looked for values-based people and I reached out to them and I told them about what I wanted to do as opposed to setting out and oh, just apply and fill your resume out. And we went for, and I took them out for a coffee and a tea. I wanted to actually see, do they align with their values? Are they living as they say that they are? And they are. And how are things going so far with your community? Um, what have you noticed so far with your implementations and some of the activities that you have created? It's interesting, actually. Um, the response has been, I, I would say, initially quite overwhelming for me. Um, it froze me because I didn't expect the response to be what it was. I always envisioned showing up as I am now. As I'm speaking to you, I'm very vulnerable. I'm being authentic and giving energy that there would be, it would be dark and dismal in this place. And it's far from it. It's definitely not um, a fairy tale, but I think even in fairy tales, there's always, you know, an ogre and a bad guy. So I guess maybe it is a fairy tale because there is like, you know, nuance in overcoming something. But it's been overwhelming and positive and 
I've got an amazing opportunities to connect with people because of that. And it's also very rewarding for me in that I get to, I cannot, as I share this with you today, I cannot and will not speak for the millions of millions of people who are BIPOC and women. I cannot do that. But what I can do is I can invite in us having a loving and compassionate conversation that allows space for discomfort. And for us to grow from this discomfort because that's where change happens. And I think you probably remember I wrote in my newsletter and I write it everywhere I possibly can. I am not here to heal you. Me sharing my story is not me to say that, oh, well, I am meant to be some form of cookie cutter, that you are meant to be here or do any of the things I've done. What I'm here to say to every person is okay to navigate your journey in whatever way you choose, whatever way that shows up for you, however that might look for you. I have some experiences where I found where I didn't know, where I didn't have a voice, where I didn't know how to speak up for myself, where I didn't know how to set a boundary because I was scared that setting a boundary would mean that I knew somebody would break it because they were already breaking it. What would that mean for me? How would I, what would I do next? And so instead of me telling people that this is the way to do it, I was like, okay, how can I build your tool belt? So when you're ready, you've got something in your tool belt that you can use. How can I water seeds of change? And that's how I'm supporting my community by providing the water when I can and the tool when I can't provide the water. I've never heard it explained in that way. That's really amazing. And it's just so invigorating. I'm just thinking about mm-hmm. how the water flows and uh, obviously, that's what you want is that synergy, that ebb and flow um, with the people around you. And hopefully mm-hmm. that's the outcome when they look at the magazine and they're able to implement some of the suggestions that you've made and connect with the people that um, you've highlighted. So when we um, want to get more information about um, the activities and how to connect with you. How do so we do you that? can visit my website at bluelunarwellness.com and it's spelled a little bit uniquely. <laughs> um, it's B-L-U-L-U-N-A-R-W-E-L-L-N-E-S.com and you can also use the same name to find us on Instagram as well. Um, you're invited to share 
your thoughts once you visit the website i do have a lot of free resources that you can download and as i build it's interesting before i share the next part my friend and um, one of the the woman that i told you about who's the she holds her um her circles and you know she she works in african spirituality she says your business and everything that you make is literally your journal of how you're growing and healing and stepping into what feels good to you and it is not to say that it's like a baby it isn't um well at least actually i changed that it is like a good parent when they birth something and you look after it until it's old enough to look after itself on its own and I guess that's what Blue Lunar Wellness is. It's this little toddler that's walking and showing you all the great things that you can do and remind you that, you know, you can sit on the floor and <laughs> eat random things and you will still be okay. And 10 years down the line, you'll look back and you'll go, oh, goodness, that was an interesting thing that I did. And so I invite you to download the free resources the journal that was offered in the newsletter is there um i've put some more stuff up as well that you can take a peek at and let me know your thoughts i'm always open to knowing how i can improve and learn and experience new things because i'm here to grow and I really don't want to be the same as I was yesterday. In two weeks, I want to forever evolve. And that's wonderful. And I mean, that's what we all want is through our healing is to learn. Um, and I just want to thank you for that. That was just, wow. <laughs> I have not much to say about that, but wow. Thank you so much for sharing. And it was such a pleasure connecting with you and meeting you. And definitely we will connect with Blue Lunar Wellness and get more information of how we can connect with holistic practitioners and um, start our own self-awareness journey. Thank You're you so welcome. much, Maxine. You're listening to the Minds I Like podcast.